You're listening to Tech Talk Central. Good morning from Battlehack. This is Vicky Kolovo for Tech Talk Central. And I've got with us a familiar face. We first interviewed him during um, Mobile World Congress 2014 in Barcelona, John Lund. He's Senior Global Director of the Developer Network for PayPal and Braintree. I know he's a developer himself, hardcore, and he does a lot of hacking right now, but he's an evangelist, especially for the Battle Hack competition. Welcome, John. Yeah, nice to meet you. So, uh, we're here in Athens, Battle Hack is going on, so uh, tell us all about it. What's, what's the scope of it, and why did you, this time, did, how did you include Athens? So, Battle Hack um, is a, a global hackathon, so we like to think of it as like the Football World Cup of hackathons. So we go to 14 cities around the world and we run a competition like we're running in Athens, so 24-hour hackathon. The best team here of hackers, so I have to be clear, these have to be awesome developers. Um, that team will come with us to San Francisco, or actually California, Silicon Valley, and compete with the other 14 cities for a prize of the best hackers in the world, and they'll win $100,000. So it's Think of it this way, we're looking for the elite of Greek hacking and these guys will represent their city and the country um, against the rest of the world. Okay, so first of all from the turnout, are you satisfied? Um, it's first time we've been to Greece, you know, hackathons are not that common yet, so I think, you know, people need, need to learn about it. It's a public holiday as well, um, so, you know, it, it's, it's a good turnout. Um, I think when people see what they've missed, um, we'll have an even bigger turnout next time we come. That's true. The food, by the way, we just ate was amazing. So, um, apart from what does PayPal have to, to gain from this? Is it looking for developers? No, so we, we're really clear this is not about recruitment and it's not about selling stuff. So the reason we do, uh, there's three main reasons we do Battle Act. The first reason is we have a community of, um, you know, 1.4 million developers that follow us um, and, and look at what we do. And we like to say thank you, which is the reason we have great food, we have music, we have massages, we have good fun stuff. So it's really like a festival celebration to celebrate the developers who support us. The second thing is um, it's got a strong belief that there's lots of very, very clever developers Developers, and they have jobs, they work at businesses, etc. And there's a lot of social problems that need solving. And we believe that we can put clever developers and social problems together for 24 hours, then we'll end up with a better world. So this that's the second reason. And the third reason, we have 24 hours of people using our products. They can tell us what's good, what's bad, what needs to be done better. So it's very good product feedback. Okay, I was going to ask if it's successful. Obviously, with 1.4 million developers, it is successful. So can you tell us about what exactly the topic is this year and I want you to mention we did interview Shai Mishali who won one of the two guys that won last year but can you tell us an idea like as a case study what kind of project has potentials to win what did they do what did they develop Sure. So, um, I mean, the, the aim behind this is to build something that will actually make your city a better city. So we're looking for things that um, might be to do with transport, might be to do with charity, might be to do with helping homeless, but actually we're looking for something particular about your city. So um, Shai and his team last year, they actually won, they were the glo global winners. Um, they built an app that basically turned your, turned your cell phone into a network. So you were basically, they created a mobile phone network without SIM cards, essentially. So they were looking at very remote parts of Israel and other parts of the world where you're not necessarily going to get mobile phone reception, but as long as one person had some form of reception, then all the other cell phones around it could use text, voice, and data. So it's really like, let's make sure that everyone's connected, you know, in order to make the world a more connected place. 
Um, but we've had examples from all over the world doing very, very different things, helping, helping homeless people, helping elderly people. Um, we've had lots of people trying to solve congestion, parking problems. It seems to be a global problem, parking. Um, but, you know, the, the winners in Chicago built an app to look for holes in the road, potholes in the road. So very different, different apps being built. Specifically, that one was because it's cold in Chicago. That wouldn't work in Athens. Yeah. That was a, you mentioned that before. So it's not all about making payments or using the concept around PayPal because I had a lot of questions. Do we have to do something with payments that were asking before we came here? Yes, you, you do need to implement one of our APIs. I mean, that's, that's the thing we're asking. So you can take a payment. It could be a donation. Um, it could be a payment to actually buy something or sell something. But yes, you do in, need to implement some kind of money movement. After all, that's why we're paying for it. Um, but uh, apart from that, really, we have a lot of people working with hardware. Um, you know, we had a team in Australia that built a cycling jacket. So it was actually connected to your iPhone. And um, because of the accelerometer, when you slowed down, it opened, the whole back of the cycling jacket lit up like brakes. So you had brake lights on a cycling jacket, and they also linked it to Google Maps so you could get directions, and it was basically because lots of cyclists get run over in Australia. So trying to make it safer for cyclists with, a, with this jacket. So, and that integrated payments, so you could buy a different functionality from an app store designed for a jacket. So. Oh, that sounds interesting. I hope we have one of those here, an interesting concept. So let's go a little bit to PayPal. Um, a year ago when we interviewed you, we talked a little bit about NFC and you actually said it's not for commas, that's the way you mentioned it in the office. Do you still have that opinion considering what's happening with um, Visa Checkout, Apple Pay, Google Wallets, do you, do you still have the same belief? It's, it's for different things. So I think you need to look at what it's solving. And for me, NFC solves, it speeds up checkout. That's what it does. So it makes it a, a much faster way to check out. But it's not really solving the problem in my mind of what the real problem. The real problem is who wants to pay? Mm -hmm. Who wants to spend time paying? You think you go into a store, the only time you queue is when you want to pay for the things you've already chosen. That seems like a broken concept. Why, why do you do the worst thing? No one, no one enjoys paying. And why do you spend time queuing to do the worst thing? So if you can do something like we do with checkout, where you can check into the shop itself before you arrive, or you can use low energy Bluetooth, and when you're ready to pay, just wave and walk out. That just gets rid of the worst thing about shopping, because you can then enjoy actually picking the things that you want to pick. So has this been implemented? Absolutely. So check-in is available all over in the UK and the US and a number of other countries um, and thousands of merchants now, actually. Um, but the Bluetooth stuff is, is still in beta, so you're able to use the Low Energy Bluetooth checkout uh, check-in experience in a limited amount of stores at the moment. But um, yes, it is it's out there and used. Okay, so these days there was an announcement about um, PayPal. So just historic, PayPal has 162 million users, as I found online across 200 markets, and there's an estimate, this was really interesting, that every $6, six American dollars spent out there, $1 is spent through PayPal. So I did hear it's gonna spin off, but I think you've got more up-to-date news. Uh, can you tell us a few things? I know you can't say much, but just tell us what you can about it. So it's been announced that eBay and, and PayPal are splitting into two separate companies. Um, I think we announced a couple of week, uh, weeks ago what our ticker will be. So you're able to see it's the original ticker that we had before we were purchased by eBay. So we're going to become a separate company. Obviously, eBay will still be a family, still be a sister company, but PayPal will be an independent um, company on the stock market. 
Okay, so this is my favorite question and I want your opinion, probably might be your personal opinion or companies, I don't know. So we see around the world developers disrupting the banking system. Okay, so actually FinTech is one of the most sought after hashtags on Twitter, you, you read a lot of stuff. Um, do, you, do you believe that banks will eventually catch up or have they lost ground uh, per permanently? Are these startups a threat to the system? I think they're going to change the system. Now, this can happen in a number of different ways. Either they can change the system enough that the banks need to purchase them or copy them, or they change the system so much that the banks don't aren't able to do what they do today. So a good example of this is music industry. So, you know, file sharing completely changed the music industry. Um, you know, mobile phone networks, how that's where and how apps work has completely changed the mobile industry. I think it's time for the banking industry. So gone are the days where your bank does everything that you need to do for payments. Whether you know it's paying your mortgage, saving your money, doing international transfers that no longer is sacred, that no longer is something only a bank can do. And you're seeing startups disrupt every little bit of that from international money transfers to payments to savings to lending money. That's it's every single bit of it is being disrupted, apart from one bit, which you know some people are trying to, and that's current accounts. So that's actually paying your salary in and putting it somewhere. And there's not really been much disruption in that area. And the simple fact is there's not much money in that area. So, um, Everything around that, the value adds, is being disrupted at the moment. And I think you're going to see it further and further disrupted. Will the banks catch up? I think the banks need to change. So whether they catch up or just become different, I think it's more likely they become different. So tell us a little bit again about the future, what PayPal is planning. So PayPal, um, we're, we're, we want to be part of your everyday life. So we want to be something you don't use once a month, but you actually use every day. So you're seeing lots of very interesting things coming out of the way that we've just rolled out something called OneTouch. So we've just worked, the traditional way of using PayPal, as you would know, is you go to PayPal and then you go, you get redirected to PayPal. When, sorry, go to a merchant site, you get redirected to PayPal. Uh, you then enter username and password, you agree, and then you check out. With a new system, you don't do that anymore. New system, you click on PayPal, if you've used it before, you will not see anything. You'll just say, okay. And that works across your desktop, your mobile, anything with a browser on it. You will be able to get this experience, completely invisible one-touch experience. And that's the same kind of experience you get in things like Airbnb, Uber, all these merchants that we have of Braintree, these one-touch invisible payments. So really, the change that you'll see from PayPal is you're gonna see less of us on the merchant checkout, and checkout will become invisible. Okay, I hope so. Um, just distance yourself a little bit and think as a developer. Uh, what would you predict would be the change like in two years? What would be huge? What would we be reading in trends? According to your personal opinion, what do you see being hot? Everybody's talking about Internet of Things, wearables, obviously. You're actually wearing a jacket that's fluorescent right now. <laughs> so we're getting used to seeing things like this, but I suppose we won't, you know, we won't be seeing them. But what do you predict as a professional in this field will be the future? What will be hot in two years? I think you're already seeing the beginning of the invisible app. So, you know, the, the app that doesn't, you don't even notice and just does stuff for you. So you're starting to see more and more, you're seeing things like magic, you're seeing um, other apps, I mean Uber's an example of it where you really don't do anything, but it's become a central part of your daily life. And I think more and more you'll see that happening, that actually your day-to-day -day activities 
just get done for you by invisible apps. And actually what that will do, and whether that's going to be your car driving you to work or someone else's car driving you to work, right down to your fridge ordering your food for you, or maybe we just don't have kitchens. Maybe no one needs a kitchen anymore because you can just get your food delivered to your house hot because an invisible app has said, hey, you've to go home and you like Greek food. Here's the Greek food. It's on its way. I think you'll get to a point where actually your hardware is doing stuff for you, which gives you more time to do the things you want to do. It's interesting. So it was, it was going to be my last question, but I'm curious right now. What is PayPal doing with car, car connectivity? Is there, is there something there special that you're preparing? It's, it's also hot right now. So, I mean, most of the cars are either using, you know, they're using a form of, of Apple or iOS or they're using Android mm -hmm. or using Microsoft and our APIs will work with all three of those. So we don't really need to do something special because the APIs we've built will actually work already. So I think we're ready for that future where, where your car's making decisions or your fridge is making decisions or your phone or your shirt. And one of these things is going to make decisions for you and make your life better. To be honest, I'd like to see my car, you know, having a PayPal button or something, so I go for gas and just press it and it gets paid, everything. Yeah, it's not too far away as a future, I don't think. <laughs> okay, John, thank you very much, first of all, for being with us. Thank you very much for having me. So that was John Lunn, Senior Global Director at, of the Developer Network for PayPal and Braintree. This was Vicky Kolovo from Tech Talk Central, and we're here at Braintree, and we're going to have a few more interviews. Bye. You're listening to Tech Talk Central.